wait, 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 I have to ask myself, would Eric tell the story if it was me that did it? Yes, he would. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Okay, all right, so then I'll tell it. Today on this episode of The Story, DJF and Bornstein Christian Toastmasters, we're interviewing Douglas and Linda, who are going to share their contest journey with us. And we're going to learn a lot about their experiences. We're going to learn a lot about what they think is the value of a contest. And we're going to learn some tips about competing if you ever want to join a Toastmasters competition. All right. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to episode number three of The Story. Yeah, The Story. TJF and Born, Born to Shine, Shine Christian Toastmasters. I am your host, Joe. And I'm Paul. And today we are talking about contests. contests. The yes, contests. yes. And so we have two amazing contestants with us today. Exactly, yeah. I feel like we're a game show. We've got the cards. We've got the cards. All right. <laughs> And yeah. so, Paul, would you like to introduce one of our guests today? Well, yeah, today we are, we are very lucky to have Douglas in the studio. He is a very, very old friend of mine. I've known him for, oh, maybe 20 years now. 20 years? Or oh, maybe 20 nice. years, yeah. And it's just really great to have Doug here. So welcome, Doug. It's great to have you. All right, it's good to be here. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. Sure, sure. No worries, yeah. Wonderful to have you here. And then, Douglas, he is with, wait, are you with TJF or Born to Shine? Both. Both. Dang. But he started in... Born to shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Nice. And then our second contestant on today's game show. Sorry, I'll stop with the game show. Is Linda Cook. Yes. (laughs) And Linda is our current VPE, our Vice President of Education in TJF. And she's a dear member who keeps us on track and hitting goals. And I just want to say right here, right now, as of I think two weeks ago or so, because of Linda, TJF hit DCP 10 already. Wow. So nicely done, Linda. Congratulations. Wow, thanks, everyone. (laughs) And so to be a powerhouse contestant and a VPE. Powerhouse VP. Powerhouse VPE, bring it together. So thank you for joining us, both of you. I really appreciate it. And so the first question we always ask all our guests is, just what was your introduction to Toastmasters? How do you get to know about TJF and Born to Shine? And and why did you decide to join? So maybe we'll go with Linda first, yeah? Okay. I think it's in... Uh, 2019, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine, Howard, he invited me to TGIF. And the first time I've been there, I was so shocked with the vibe. And ah. the people there are so friendly. So at that moment, I decided I would join, definitely. Okay. Nice. Well, I knew nothing about Toastmasters, had no interest in joining Toastmasters. <laughs> but I had two friends, Paul and his amazing wife, Queenie. Yes. And all of a sudden, they're spending all this time with Toastmasters. <laughs> and I'm meeting all of them. I'm saying, this is a great group of people. Yeah. So I really joined in order to make friends, to meet new people, to connect with them. And then I just had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't come in super dedicated. I got to be a great speaker. That came later. Mm-hmm. I really came to meet people. Yeah. Well, I actually remember, I mean, as I said, I knew Doug long before I joined yeah. Toastmasters. And Doug has, was already a great speaker. Uh, and I remember when I asked you, hey, why did you join? You said, yeah, just make friends. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true, though, because so my introduce, introduction to Douglas was through Grace Baptist Church. Sure. And yeah. he, Douglas used to be the presider. Yeah. And he would come up there like so smooth. Yeah, exactly. You know, introducing, making people feel welcome, amazing, just the way of 
Douglas style, and it's continued on in Toastmasters <laughs> yeah, that sure. smoothness. And so that's your introduction to Toastmasters. Yeah. And so this episode, of course, we're focusing on our the contests. The contests. Yeah. Now, why did we pick Paul these two people for the the contests? Well, why did we pick them? Number one, we we picked Linda because last year she did an incredible job competing in the English in the English International Speech Contest in Taiwan, and not being a native English speaker, I think that must be very challenging. And number two, we, we asked Doug because Doug's just been competing forever since he joined. Yes, I think it's like true. since 2017 you've been competing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So since 2017 you've been competing on and off and then also on stage and also online. We went online. So that's why we've chosen oh, asked these two people to come because we actually have a lot of people who compete. So we have to really be selective at who we ask. <laughs> it's true. We're teacher yeah. born to shine for those of you who are still learning about our clubs. I wouldn't necessarily say we're competitive, like we're aggressive, but I we... Am. <laughs> Paul. We, it is yeah, Paul. Paul. Okay, we're not going to mince words. Paul is aggressive. Paul. But <laughs> we love you, Paul. I love you too. But TJF and Born to Shine, we yeah. we do use contests to grow. Sure. Yeah. That, and that's, I think that's, that's how we motivate people. That's how we motivate people. And mm. so we do have a lot of people who compete. And, you know, Douglas and Linda, I think they've done so well in the past. Sure, and I can't wait to hear more about your experience. And we're going to, sure. we have all these questions to ask you. Just pretend it's a table topics contest. Exactly. Yes. And considering this year is the table topics contest. It's perfect. <laughs> it works so well. Just It's a practice round. It's practice. <laughs> and so, okay. So <clears throat> Linda, why yeah. compete in the Toastmasters contest? <laughs> What's the value? <laughs> okay. I think last year, our VP, Lila, mm -hmm. she encouraged me. And she's uh, good to persuade people. Yes. Yeah, really and good. she said, yeah, Linda, you can do it. And also she point out which specific speech I can do for the context. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So she gave me a lot of motivated and, and let me know you can grow through this journal. So that's why I compete because her. So I think sometimes we need the environment, the people who will push you a little bit to let you to go forward. I think that is really key point. And last year was the first time you competed, right? Yeah. Wow. So both in English and Chinese, you had not competed before? Uh, no. Okay. That's amazing. And yeah. In, for those of you who are not familiar with Toastmasters contests, you go on this journey from your club contests into an area. Area, it's still just a couple of other small clubs. It's kind of small. And then you go to division. division. And then you're like semifinal district. So now you're looking at like a national level stage, sure. which she made it to. And then you get to the finals, which Paul last year also sure. made it to. And so, you know, once you're at semifinals, it's a pretty big room. Yeah. Yeah, I think I can believe that I can go that far. So I think it's because all the support from the TGIF and Bon Jo Shine members, because when I got in, everyone gave me support. Like right. Paul, Lester, Doug, Joe, Iris, Jalen, they helped me to see my speech draft. So I think it's a really great to complete. I got all the support and I learned a lot from this journal. Yeah. And I also meet some Amazing contacts in front of the club. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, Douglas, what got you? Who convinced you to compete? Because you're like, oh, I'm just joining for friends. Paul's forcing me to come. Like, <laughs> did Paul also force you to compete, or did you just choose to compete? No, nobody, nobody forced me. There were no threats. There were no bribes. Um, but I just looked at it as okay. It's an it's a new challenge. I've never done anything like that, mm. and I'd never gone through that process that I found very valuable. Of normally, I just you give a speech, 
you hear an evaluation, and then you move on to the next speech. And maybe you try and remember what they said in the evaluation. But with a contest, you're doing the same speech over and over and really drilling into exactly how you do it. Mm. And I, I found it an amazing process that really helped in becoming a better speaker to think much more deeply about a speech and get into pauses and body language and things like that. So I looked at it as a chance to, to be a better speaker and, and kind of learn more about it. What was your first contest speech? It was the first I the think it was the humorous speech. speech. Yes, the it was the messy room. Yeah, the messy room. That's the right. messy room. 17, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's the, you also entered the evaluation contest and were first. Evaluation, I... It was the same year, right? Maybe. It a, yeah, it was the autumn. Maybe. It was the yeah, yeah. Comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but and, that was... And in that contest, you came third, I think. So. That was third. third. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first contest. So that was the most intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, because the contest... When it's your first time, it feels really intense because everything's new to you, I think. Mm, yes. Kind of difficult. Yeah, it's so true. We've all been there, Joe. Yes. And mm. and I think that can, you know, kind of move into some maybe specific yeah, examples. Yeah, so can you think of any, or give us, just share with us any specific examples of growth, like some areas that you, both, both of you, yeah. Yeah, it's open to both of you. Yeah, both of you, yeah. Well, ladies first, right? Well, <laughs> after you. <laughs> Linda, Linda's first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it's during this, I become a better speaker and I keep, practice and keep writing and keep thinking mm -hmm. i think it's kind of like have a dialogue with yourself yep. yeah and also i think uh, i got more confidence because i hardly believe that i can go that far so mm -hmm. it's maybe you are better than you think you are braver than you think yeah sure. mm -hmm. yeah no i i grew in a couple of ways even even though i had spoken a lot at work or helping in church or mm -hmm. things like that I grew a lot as a speaker in that, in that, in terms of getting more confident. Because when you're on a, a like the district finals and there's a huge audience and the right. other things, a minute of silence and like everybody's staring and it's there, it's much more formal. It, it really is more intense. And going through that really strengthens your confidence when you're going to then normal average everyday speeches. I definitely agree with that. I'm sure yeah. Paul also has had this sentiment as well. There's something about when you, especially the final, I think semifinal is also a big deal. Sure. So I would never take that away from Linda. Sure. That final though, when you're in this big conference sure. hall, sure. it's like 500 something people. You just look <laughs> out, 500 people minus a pirate or two is like a thousand <laughs> eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what makes our club special, and you guys can both speak about that though, is that you know, since I was president way back when in the day, we've had this philosophy in TGF, which which came out of the contest, that nobody walks alone. Yes. Mm, and yeah. I think that is something that other clubs battle to emulate. Like, mm -hmm. we, we got a contest, we got a district final. You know, you, you see 500 people out there, even in the semifinal. You see a lot of people out there, but you can always look down to a pocket of people, and it's usually about 20, more than 20 people, who are either TGIF or Born and Shine members or friends of TGIF and Born and Shine. And you can look down there. If you're feeling nervous, you can just look down into that group of people, that pocket of people sitting in the crowd and feel like, okay, I'm safe. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, having those supporters. Mm. I remember 
last contest, Linda and Paul, both of you were competing for the international speech contest. In different rooms. And you were in different rooms. Yeah. And okay, on the one hand, I was glad because then it increased our chances. Sure. I'm yeah, not yeah. calculating too hard here, but <laughs> I look at Born to Shine wins as also a win. Yeah. Anyway, but I was so torn, like, oh, whose yeah. room yeah. do I go to? And like, oh, do we have friends in Linda's room? Do we have friends in Paul's room? Mm -hmm. And that support really matters. It does matter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, and, and I like both of the examples that you all shared. And definitely, like, yeah, Paul really supports big. So earlier, you know, Paul was mentioning, Linda, about, okay, not only are you competing for the first time, you're competing for the first time in not your native language. I mean, your English is amazing. No Thank one's you. going to argue <laughs> this. But, you know, what were some of the challenges involved in competing in a foreign language? I think it's Chinglish. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will. When I write my speech, I will use the way I speak in Chinese. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it, when you translate to the English, for native speaker, they don't know what I'm talking about. Uh. So I think the best part for TGIF and Born to Shine is I ha we have a lot of na native speaker friends mm -hmm. like Pearl, Doug, and Joe. So they will help me to see my draft, to see my speech, mm -hmm. so improve. Help me to improve a lot. I oh. think that's really big support. Mm. Yeah. I, I just like to also throw this uh, question back at Joe because he's competed in Chinese before. Oh, man. Uh, so I have to admit, competing in Chinese, like yeah. Linda, I benefited a lot from having native speakers, not sure. Paul and Douglas, more Chinese native <laughs> speakers, you know, Mandarin native speakers. We, we'd love to help you with Chinese speeches, right, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> and you, would, you would not win, though. I, <laughs> you get a lot of laughs. I think people would find it interesting. Yeah, you get a lot of laughs. But I remember spending lots of time writing and writing and having people tear it apart. Queenie, mm. you know, Paul's wife was very famous for Joe. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? I, I benefited. I actually felt like I learned a lot of Chinese through the rewriting process. But I also felt more nervous about forgetting something. Because all of a sudden I have this new expression. Like Queenie's like, no, you need to say it this way, not that way. The foreigners say it this way. Native speakers say it that way. And all of a sudden I feel nervous I'm going to forget something. I don't know if, Linda, if you felt any kind of nervousness about forgetting an English phrase yes, or anything. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I also have another question for Joe, if you don't mind. I know we meant to be interviewing you. Yeah. you right, we'll just go get water. <laughs> but I, I, and maybe you guys don't know the story, right? But once Joe entered the, into the table topics contest in Chinese, and he was in the vision level, and they asked him about the aging society in Taiwan, but they used, I can't remember the exact phrase they used, but they used a colloquial phrase. They didn't talk about the actual, the normal phrase that people use for aging society. They used a colloquial phrase and Joe just stood there I and he had no idea what they had said. How did, how did you feel in that moment? So I remember because, you know, I'm used to hearing about things being like Lao Hua, right? Yeah. Like just getting older. Sure. Yeah. And they said like, yeah, so, so, this is an English podcast. So basically they used a colloquial way of expressing yeah. aging society. society. Uh, they used this kind of like more difficult phrase. Yeah. And I heard, so for a table topics contest, they ask you the question twice. Yeah. And I heard it and I was like, okay, I heard society, 
what was the other phrase? I was like, okay, well, they're going to say it a second time. It's all right. And I sat there and I listened to it again and I still didn't get it. And <laughs> I was like, well, it says something society. And I, I remember Paul knows me well enough that he knew I knew nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both be there, John. Both be there. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember just stumbling my way through yeah. and it was such a humbling experience. Yeah. I just want to balance this question to Doug. When are you doing a Chinese contest? Oh, oh yeah. When are you getting in? <laughs> what? When I'm back in class and I'm studying again, <laughs> so so never. I just got um, I just got to get rid of this job thing, and then, and then I can dedicate myself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Well, and also Paul has competed a lot in Chinese, and uh, you've competed yeah, more he's, recently he's than anybody good. else in this room. <laughs> yeah, one of my highlights was the evaluation contest. The guy stood up, and I didn't even understand the title of the speech. Yeah, and I was just like. What is this guy saying? <laughs> and, and luckily, I was number nine in the evaluation contest. It was an area contest. And luckily, I was number nine. And I could actually make up something which which basically got me third place out of 12 people. Um, I, that, that's like my proudest moment in competing, yeah. And not just, yeah. you know, 11 other foreigners. foreigners. No, all t- I was the only foreigner. Yeah, that was and, amazing. And I, and I managed to just get up there and I asked the crowd, like, did you like the speech? And they were like, yeah. Like, did you think the speech had deep meaning? Yeah. Do you think he's a great speaker? Yeah. I said, great, because I had no idea what he said, but this is how I want to help you. And, and you still got I, third. I got third place without a Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, what's the next question? Yeah. Uh, moving on to highlights. Highlights. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a question that we often have, because the, the contest journey is very dramatic it is. and at, at times. Yeah. So I'd like to ask both of you, what have been some highlights from your contest journey in Toastmasters? Moments that kind of stuck with you. And Douglas, I think out of maybe the four of us, you also have some really rich experience, a lot of different contests. Are there any kind of moments that really shine to you? Well, it's funny. The, the, one of the most vivid moments from a contest was not actually in the arena of the contest. It was at the contest in Shannon's hotel room. Oh, I wonder. Tainan or Taichung? Tainan, yeah. Tainan, and and that was, I think, my first contest. Mm. And it was this whole big group from Born to Shine TGIF, all going there, maybe 20 people, kind of sharing stories with each other in a hotel room, relaxing, chatting, learning about each other. And I realized then, like, how important the contest and the experience of it and the mm. shared experience among everybody in the club, not just the contestant, how that can like kind of bond people together and build friendships. And I, like I said, I just still remember learning about people and being incredibly touched yeah. by and, and that experience. Yeah. I think that's something that Linda hasn't experienced yet. Yeah. Actually, when we go away for conferences, right, we always yeah. get together at the end of the first day because we're in Taichung, Kaohsiung, and Tainan. And inevitably, Shannon rent, rents a big hotel room. Oh, yeah. Shannon, you're Shannon coming in it. April. Yeah. You're coming in April. Calling you out. <laughs> get a and room. we all get into the room, and then we all just like go around, and we try and actually ask the newer members to share. Yeah. And they feel so connected and bonded to the club yeah. because of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's, it's, so it's not just that there are people there sure. to support you. It's that it's a really meaningful experience sure. together mm. that's sure. shared. Beautiful. So, Linda... You know, last year was your first time competing, so you don't maybe have as many of experiences. But during that journey from club all the way to semifinals, were there any kind of highlights, some big moments for you? I think I remember uh, one very vivid moment is that 
every time when I go onto the stage, some member will tell me to adjust my mic、mm. because the voice is quite important. Sure, if if、sure. the judge cannot hear your voice, they don't know what you are talking about, so they cannot grab your gold. So I think. I I got Lester and Lila and Iris. They come to me and help me to <laughs> test the mic. I think it's so touched because they care about me a lot.、Yeah. And when I got into the stage, I'm so nervous at the beginning. But、yeah. I see some our member TJFM Bone to Shine member. They nod. They nod their head like, "Yeah, you are good. You are good. Got this. Yeah, to got this. I give your support. So I think that is very important to me, especially for the first. First computer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's incredibly important. I mean, that is absolutely part of our culture. It's we will never let people walk alone because you know, and and I, and I developed that culture. You know, we developed that right from the beginning. It's right in our DNA because I remember going to some some contests and then the speaker would be representing the club and they wouldn't have anybody from their club supporting. Which is just、person. so sad. And so after that, I just said like, okay, every area contest, every division contest, every semi final, every district final, there's got to be at least five or six people in the room, if not more. Mm-hmm. You know, and once again, like even at the area and division contest, like although those are local in Taipei, we always organize a dinner afterwards, so people get together and they get to share in the experience together, and it actually just nourishes the community more. Instead of, oh, we went to the contest and everybody goes home, we actually okay, we're gonna have the contest after the contest, let's go for dinner, and then we get to build the community. And so the contest for me is not just. The contest—it's about the community. It's obviously it's about the personal growth of the person competing. It's obviously about the, being there to support them, but it's also establishing and building that community. I totally agree, and I feel like that really fits with what Douglas was sharing sure, as well.、Sure. And and something that TJF and Born to Shine both do is oftentimes right before the contest starts, we get together, we kind of get into a huddle, sure, sure, sure. and we pray for pray. competitors, contestants, and that's always such a really empowering moment.、Mm. I remember when I was competing, having、sure. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are your guys' feelings about that? Like the prayer before the before the contest. Yeah, I think it's helped me a lot、mm-hmm. because it's helped me to calm down, less nervous,、mm-hmm. and someone to hold your hand and pray for you. I think it's very strong feeling.、Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and for me, it it's a very it's the right reminder before you go on that there's things that are much bigger. Right, you know that that there's God, there's the larger world, there's our lives, and 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 that this, though it feels very nerve wracking and very important in the moment,、mm. it's nice to have a reminder that actually it's this friendship, it's this relationship with God, it's this support, it's the love around me that that's that that's there no matter what, no matter what happens there, and to me that's very calming before I go out to compete. Before before we move on, and we're just talking about the highlights, right? Right, that's right. I'm I'm happy Doug shared the highlight, but I would like to share. You know, maybe you could share your most humorous moment in the speech. <laughs> and I believe that was also 2017 with Eric. <laughs>、oh. well, is that、oh. is that is that age appropriate? Oh, no, I don't, yeah, are we allowed? Will Eric forgive me? Wait, wait, wait! I have to ask myself: Would Eric tell the story if it was me that did it? Yes, he, he would. He would. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'll tell it.、Um, so. Sorry, Eric.、Um, He's not no, actually sorry, Eric. No, we were, so Eric and I are competing in the evaluation contest, so,、yeah. and there are an incredible number of other contestants. I'm last. I'm like number thirteen. Eric's like number eleven. And so we go. We we they give the speech, and what happens after the speaker gives the speech is all the evaluators go to a room 
and you cannot leave or you're disqualified and you'll be called from that room to go up. Well, they brought us to a room where there was no bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And Eric, when he's nervous, really has to pee. And so, and so every okay, number two go, number three, and Eric slowly just gets more and more desperate. He's like, he's begging with her. You can go with me. You can stand next to me while I pee. Let, let me go. And they're like, no, you will be disqualified as soon as you leave. He's okay. And so when it was down to about number eight or nine. He couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and he looked around, and there's a giant, empty coffee cup. Oh, and so off he goes to the corner of the room. I'm trying to watch out for him. And then the, and the, the lady who's, who's the watching over the room, she's like, what's going on? And she's going over there. I said, oh, you really don't want to go over there. I promise you. Uh, it was, was a hot hot. It was, yeah. And so there's an ongoing joke of don't drink a cup of a, the coffee that's near Eric because it was a coffee cup <laughs> oh my that gosh. he filled up. Yeah, I he, mean, he, he did go and clean it up afterwards. Yeah. Yes, he did. He he did uh, throw away and dispose of in the bathroom. That the is coffee cup, hilarious. Oh. I, you know what though? That's like true bonding. I want oh, you to go was. through that. You're like you're members for life. You've you've been through something yeah. huge. Yeah. And and for the record, yeah. Eric, I wasn't going to give the story, but Paul made me. Okay. Yeah. Paul really forced his hand there. That's amazing. Eric, I hope we're still friends. <laughs> Yeah. Wonderful. And actually, so this is a what you've described is an experience that you can only have in person. But of course, there were two years mm-hmm. that we were online, I think. Was it two or three? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I just can't be the first year. Yeah. yeah. Two, it was it was one and a half. One and a half. It was like it, it went online in the middle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. One year. So this is. Linda, I don't. Uh, you were in person. Yeah, so in person. I've only done in person. So this is really for Douglas and Paul. Yeah, true. So during the pandemic, you know, we had multiple contest seasons that were online only, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the differences competing online versus in person? Please don't use the Eric story as your main. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't know if the person's filling a coffee cup. <laughs> um, no, it. I the in person is a lot more fun. I got to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like it is a different discipline doing it on camera. I I get a sense from that of like what it must be like to work on TV Mm. where you're just looking at a camera and you are performing to an object. Or doing a Mm. podcast. Or doing a podcast. (laughs) At least we can see each other. In my room, there's nobody. You're just talking to this camera and performing as if there's people, but there's not people. Um. So it was it was interesting to really focus on the art of the speech and the body language and your voice and you could really concentrate on it because there's no distractions. But I like the distractions and chaos of audience and stages mm. that are a weird shape and mics that don't quite work right and and all that. And it had none of that. It just had the pure speech and the pauses and your body language. So it was it was interesting, but not as exciting uh. to me. Yeah, for, for for myself, uh, that was the year I competed in both international speech contest and also the table topics contest. Oh. And for the table topics contest, they asked me the question, and I couldn't find the timers, uh, the, the timer on on Zoom. Oh, and and I had to start speaking, and I couldn't find the timers screen, and so I was just like 
speaking without any timing and just trying to like figure out in my head, like, am I on time? And I think I, I well, obviously, you know, I, I, I wasn't disqualified. So obviously I finished within time. But I think probably I cut a little bit shorter than what I had because uh, I, I was going for extra security on the, on the timing issue. So that that was the first challenge was finding the timer. Um, but the second thing is, it's that at the end it just feels so hollow uh, because you know like like basically that the year we competed we actually did pretty well. Like I I managed to win the win the table talks contest. Doug was third, and then we were first and second in the in the international speech contest. But you feel a little bit hollow and. It's kind of you. You know, if if you if you're in the district, then everybody's like, okay, you know, you, your club's around you. If you win, win or lose, your club's around you. Go for dinner. They support yeah. you. They encourage you. But then, you, you, oh, well done, Paul. You won. Boom. And then the camera's off. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, big deal, right? And so you you feel a little bit like it's this big anti climax. Uh, you know. But yeah. but then that said, I mean, that was also one of the classic things that Lester did. You know, and this is we we spoke with Lester in the foundation in the first episode. And this is kind of guy Lester is, is that he he immediately like got everybody together because I think that's the year Kevin won, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's yeah. The year Kevin won online, right? And so you know he got together, he got us all together in a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. And then I remember we went for dinner together in the Chinese restaurant, and then oh, and then God. Lester pitches up with all the trophies he has accumulated over the years. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! And, so and then sweet. he does his own award ceremony with like about ten of us in the restaurant, yes, right? But that was, exactly. I mean, that was just less like he said, "Hey, we got to we got to do dinner," but he actually carried all those trophies and then he yeah. made like a presentation to us. Uh, so, you know, in a way there was an anti-climax, but then because of just the nature of Lester, who's always, and I think we all testify to that, like Lester's always celebrating people. Yeah. And he made it special for us. But I'm pretty sure if you didn't have a Lester Lynn in your life to actually teach you, to model that, to guide you, I'm pretty sure for most people it's going to be a very hollow experience. I certainly agree with that. But for myself, there was a lot of challenges. Like Joe helped me a lot as well, just figuring out the camera because Joe's had some experience on TV before. Yeah. <laughs> I loved watching you from Japan. Yeah, you in Japan there. when I was practicing. Yeah, yeah. So that was the main thing, yeah. So we're just going to backtrack a little bit. And we've spoken about Linda and Doug's highlights, but Joe's also competed a lot. I have. What are your highlights, Joe? Of competing? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, there are a couple of big moments, and a lot of them for me deals with um, – surrounding the contests because as much as I love the Taijong clubs, there's always this healthy contest. <laughs> yeah. It's it's died down a little bit, but yes. when I first joined TJF, man, TJF and some mm. of the, the Taijong clubs, we were going, we were competing yeah. really hardcore, like big names, Josh Myers, Dan Watson, all of us were competing together. Yeah. And, you know, I remember you and a couple of others and Carolyn, Please join Carolyn. Anyway, um, <laughs> every episode is going to get a mention. Yeah. Crossing my fingers. Anyway, but you all would surround me yeah. and like follow me around the venue. Yeah. And then when Paul started to compete again, I followed Paul yeah. everywhere. I was like your your bodyguard, minus yeah. like uh, the earpiece and like sunglasses. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that was really, really sweet, those moments. The funny thing is, when you compete and you have a really good story, mm. the story follows you around in strange ways you never would expect. Exactly. So the second time I competed, there was a table topics I gave about my old boss, this guy named Otis, that we called yeah. him Captain. Yeah. He'd always say, the break is over. Yeah. And someone said, Joe, that table topics is great. You should make a speech out yep. of it. And so I did. And then I won district. Mm. And 
whenever I'm not working hard enough, even people that weren't there that day who have seen the YouTube video, <laughs> even people in Japan, yeah. Toastmasters in Japan who have seen that video now because it's on the district web, the district YouTube channel, if I'm not working hard enough, they'll be like, Joe-san, the break is over. And like, really, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I never really expected it. And so even now, years later, it still follows. And I guess this reminds me of the power of a good story. But yeah, I'd sure. say the way that a table topics or sure. an icebreaker, any little speech someone notices, mm. encourages you to try it, becomes a big thing. Sure. And then second, having that kind of bond with people and really using the contest to solidify relationships. Sure. Those those are my two big ones. Okay. And so just moving on now, yep. if you both, both Doug and Linda, uh, just share, what are some tips you would give people for competing in a contest? Whether it be a club contest, an area contest, a division contest, what, what are some tips you would like to share with people? Because we are in the contest season That's now. That's right. I think, I mean, the number one thing is a lot of the preparation happens year round, which is Get on stage a lot. Mm. Uh, you know, give a lot of speeches um, because a lot of what makes a contest successful is you can relax, you can focus, you can do your speech, mm. you cannot be flustered by mm. this much more formal environment, and that comes just by being comfortable on the stage. Sure. Um, and so that is that is one of the ones. And so if you're if you're then getting prepping for a contest. Try and give the speech you're going to give multiple times. Go to different clubs. Mm. Talk to their VPE. See if they need a speaker and try and just get the experience on it because repetition is is really important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that sentiment. And the idea of getting in front of other clubs where, sure. you know, at TJF or Born to Shine, when you're competing in front of your friends, everyone laughs sure, at your jokes. Sure, sure. So I can definitely appreciate that. Linda, what about you? Uh, I think that was uh, pick up the content, what do you want to share, mm -hmm. especially for your personal experience. Because during this journal, you have to practice this speech again and mm -hmm. again. So I think it's better to be your own story, mm -hmm. your own experience. You are revised and in different ways. So sometimes I think for me, it's like a dialogue to, to myself. Mm. The last version is totally different from the first version. Although Absolutely. the code value is the same, but mm. I think it's it's great to uh, talk to yourself and also practice this speech. And I think practice more is great mm. in front of different people and you will get different feedback. So sure. you were to revise your speech or something, mm. yeah. Linda, I remember when you were doing your speech last year, you did sure. a great job of asking for feedback, mm. incorporating the feedback, but never incorporating it if it made the speech not yours. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah, made right, true right. to you. Yeah, sure. you know, because you get every advice and conflicting advice, <laughs> and one says that it should be longer, one says that should be shorter. But you did a really nice, good, nice of like screening out what yeah. didn't match with your core value and what you were trying to say. You're really, you're really going to watch feedback, right? Because when I was yes. competing in 2019, yes. like I, I, got to the, I got to the finals with my speech, um, which, how can I help you? And Lester phoned me like four days before on the Monday and I was doing the semifinal on the Saturday and Lester phones me, he said, Paul, can you come to my office? I want to talk to you about your speech. Go to his office today. He says, I hate your beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I, I've been giving you a speech for three months. You're only telling me now. <laughs> and that night, I'll never forget that night. I went home and I just tore my speech up. I threw it on the floor. I went to lie down in bed and Queenie's like, what? I said, you know, I, I'm not doing this. I'm going to bed. I'm going to sleep. I slept <laughs> for two hours. I woke up. And, and this is the kind of the thing that we need strong people like Lester to do. Uh, I woke up and I think I came out with one of the best beginnings to a speech I've ever given. Um, but it's because somebody was just pretty frank with me. But you do have to be careful when you get the feedback. Yeah. And I would suggest yeah. to mentors, be careful when you give the feedback. Yes, <laughs> careful when. And yeah, I, like try to do it a little bit before that. I remember Paul's last contest season. Yeah. You were getting advice. And then it was maybe 48 hours before the contest. Yeah. You said, okay, cut off time. I don't no more advice. No more, no more, and then no. day of, I think Lester yeah. still contacted you said, okay, so about four paragraphs of your yeah, speech. Exactly. I think you can <laughs> too yeah. famous for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's um I think that's something that we, which which we can all look but that's the strength of our club is people are willing to give feedback. And I like what you said, Doug, about Linda, like always just Whatever they give you, you've got to make it yours. Yeah. Exactly. Because you'll yeah. get lots of advice, and that's part of the wonderful process mm -hmm. of being in a contest. But you have to have that filter mm -hmm. of, you know, that advice is what meant, meant well, but it actually won't help me. Mm -hmm. And it won't make my speech true to me. Yeah. And and I won't listen to that, but I will listen to that. And know? I think, I mean, I think with my, with my very first contest speech, I did a speech called Let It Go. And I did not want to sing. Let it go. And everybody's like, you got to sing Let It Go. And I was Frozen. so inexperienced. I did. And me singing. Oh. So we're not going to mess the <laughs> podcast with this. I feel like we'll uh, get no, censored. No, 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 <laughs> no I, I'm not going to sing on this podcast ever. Ever. Yeah. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. No. But I, what I appreciate here that I'm here, that I'm hearing from you all is about, you know, keeping a core that's true to yourself. Exactly. Having a speech that you really want to share, because I think it's easy, and I've fallen into this trap, where I get so focused on, well, what do the judges want? Mm. What does the audience want? Sure. And at some point, I started to like lose myself sure. to the judging criteria, when the real goal, to me anyway, is to give a speech, to get used to a bigger audience and yeah. grow along the way. The first place is nice. Mm. But I can't control judges as much oh. as I try to pay. No, I don't pay judges. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you have to try to find meaning out of that, and by telling a story you care about is how you how you get that. I think. Sure. Yeah. Do, do, do you guys find meaning in the actual process of of this of of the contest? Have you found a lot of meaning doing that, or just from the speech itself, like actually digging deeper into into the story about yourself, and it helps you not only grow as a speaker but grow as a person? Do, do you actually find that? I. Do I mean what I like? I will still remember forever. Now this was you know an online contest, the Hercules can't fly speech. Sure. Yes. And I like I still I love that speech. Sure. I will probably never write a better speech, and I hope I will. But there's things about it which you get into the art of crafting a speech because I think just like a poem or a story or a theater production mm. acting. A speech can also be like an art form. If mm. You're using the way you're using metaphors, the way you're presenting sure. it, the the way you weave ideas together, and the contest for me, that online contest with Hercules Can't Fly, was the chance to like go much more into the craft of creating mm. a speech and the ideas in it, and creating one that I that I just loved. You mm. know, it, if people other people didn't like it, that's fine. Right. I liked it. Um, and sort of getting into that craft. 
actually different. have the same sentiment as you because the one I went with, um, uh, <laughs> the the speech I went with was only only idiots jump off trains. Yeah, like my whole goal of that was to just write a speech with a funny with a funny title. <laughs> but the actual speech that really holds strong to my heart even to this day, apart from last year's speech about Queenie's passing away, yeah, um, the one that really. Of all my speeches, I love the most is "How can I help you?" That's a beautiful. I had line. so much fun yeah. with that speech, and that only got third place. But I, I absolutely love yeah. that speech. And Linda, what are your thoughts about your speech in terms of just finding meaning and just like going deeper into yourself to actually pull out the meaning and the substance of the speech? Yes, I think uh, the speech I choose is because that is what I have feeling more in mm. that situation. I talk about like. Um, your time zone, mm. like mm. for me yeah. in my age, maybe everyone's very success, have a family, but sure. not me, but I still find the value in my life. So mm. I think that's the message I want mm. to give to people to for some people, they are lost just mm. like me or something. Mm. So I think I gave my speech also tell myself, mm. but also tell the people. Mm. Yeah, no, your speech was really meaningful last year. Like, I Thank think it was, it was very meaningful for all of us to listen to that. Even, even men, right? <laughs> <laughs> like you told from a very female perspective, but even for like guys like me, I was like, wow, you know, that, that, those were very interesting perspectives that I'd never thought about. Yeah, everyone yeah. has their time, time zone. zone. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Very, very, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, we ask all of our guests mm. a very similar kind of closing question. Exactly and right. so how do you want to grow in TJF or Born to Shine in the future? Where are you going from here on? This is really great for a VPE because I feel like VPEs are always asking me, like, <laughs> oh, what are your goals? So, Linda, yeah. I get to ask you, <laughs> what's yeah. your goal? Yeah, I think it's inspire people mm. and also empower people because uh, I have to say this, this term I got VP. Mm. Why I take this role is because I got so many support from the contest. So sure. I think I was the taker. I learned a lot. So I wow. need to be a giver this time. So that's hey. why I jump into mm. the office thing. And I think it's great because in this role, I have contact to all the members so mm. to, to take the role. So I will know what they want and how to encourage them. Some will want to learn and some just want to try some new things. Mm. So I want to uh, inspire more members to join the office team to be a leader. I think it's, it's, it's good. Mm. Yeah. This is a beautiful to hear because a couple of weeks ago, right. we Jenny and Alice on the podcast. Yes. And when we asked them how do they want to grow, they were also talking about becoming givers. Mm -hmm. oh. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, we had them on. Right? It's funny that that same sentiment is yeah. kind of echoed there. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Douglas, how about you? Um, I think for me, I'll in the I'll focus on the Christian part of TJF, Christian Toastmasters, which is, I think, you know, Paul, Lester, you, Joe, several others have been incredible role models in how can I take this club and make it a place where Christian values of love mm. are incorporated, where we're not driven by looking good or competing. We're driven by caring for other people and mm. expressing that love and sharing that love and putting it out loud because I'm normally a very reserved mm. person. I don't let my feelings go out. I don't express them as well. And I don't think I do as good a job as other people's of letting people know mm. that I care about them, that I worry about them, making them feel welcome, making that community be an example of kind of the sure. Christian love mm. in practice. And mm. so that's the way 
I want to continue to grow is be more expressive and, and make that more of a reality in how I interact with people and with the club. Well, I mean, I can just say from a personal perspective, like earlier we were talking about nobody walks alone. Yeah. And you're one of those people, you know, you say you're not expressive, but um, when my late wife got cancer, you were one of the main drivers in, because you know, you, I mean, you, you know, you know the type of person I am, like I'm not gonna ask for help. Yeah. Um, and you just like crashed down the doors and you just brought a whole team of people into the house to help bring food when I couldn't be there or to support and even the financial support. So maybe you don't express yourself well, but you certainly, <laughs> in the, in the okay. practical matters of, of getting stuff done, like you were, you and Iris together were very yeah. instrumental. In Iris is a, amazing. Yeah. And creating a group of people that certainly as somebody by myself, I would have faced it, but you just made that journey for her and myself much easier so thank you for that that's good really beautiful yeah. thank mm. you. well friends i feel like we've gotten to walk a little bit through mm. your contest journey sure. and it's just been so nice to mm. be able to share and to kind of you know reminisce a little bit and so i just want to one quick question i just want to encourage all our members to join the next contest Linda, go, 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 how, go yeah, ahead go. what would you say to encourage somebody to go, go in go, go. Just give it a try Amen. and you won't regret. <laughs> you have nothing to lose. There is no exactly. downside. You have a great experience or you have a pretty good experience. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. true. There is no losing. There is only winning because you will win in gains yeah. from what you learn in the contest season. Yes. Yeah. And so thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. It's been fantastic to just reminisce about some of the good old memories and uh, and just to hear your views and perspectives on competing and contests and Toastmasters in general. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. 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 So, Paul, we've had a really great podcast that actually yeah, I feel indeed. like yeah, yeah. we yeah. could have made it a two-parter, 40 minutes either, either side, because there's a lot to talk about. I know. We did actually have a really long conversation there. <laughs> yeah. And so I, what, what would be your like final thoughts for wrapping this thing up? Well, my final thoughts is what they both said at the end. Go compete. The way you grow the fastest in, uh, in Toastmasters, I think, is about competing competitions. you just forced to grow so quickly. I absolutely agree with that. I think just diving in trying it out. If you get the opportunity, doesn't matter the language. You can even yeah. compete in Mandarin, even if you don't understand the question. Yeah, exactly. We, we've both been there. We've both done that. A lot of people don't want to compete, especially in Taiwan, they don't want to compete because they're afraid of the English level. But, you know, Joe and I have competed in Mandarin as well, and we often lose <laughs> because you don't really understand the table topics question or the evaluation or, or the speech that we're meant to be evaluating. So don't be afraid. Just go try. It's Just the only do way. it. And, and the other thing, it helps grow really thick skin because... Yes. You stand up there, you're looking like a fool, you don't understand what's going on, and you realize <laughs> nobody cares. Right, it's so true. And so it gives you far more confidence as a speaker and a presenter, yeah. And for me, I think the big takeaway today is also how the contest season it gives, and then you grow and mature, and then you also end up giving back, which is yeah, just beautiful exactly, to hear. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. And so that calls it for this episode, and I just want to encourage you, do subscribe, check us out, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, wherever yeah. you find us, subscribe, and also... Send us a message. Leave a comment. We want to hear from you because Paul yeah. and I are also growing in this journey of <laughs> yeah, figuring out exactly. this podcast stuff. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Joe. We want to remind all of you listening, watching, wherever you exactly. are, to remember that we are built on love. And we are always born, born to, to shine. shine.